All right. All so right. Bradley, bring us in. July 13th. This is episode 25 of Talk Story, also known as Thank You Surfing on the podcast networks. We are podcast now. We're doing this live from First Surf Shop here in South Beach, Miami, and it's swim week. Swim week. Miami Ooh. swim week. One of oh, the worst other... weeks to be here in the year, for sure. You're just like, oh, really, swim week? Oh, there's all these hot chicks walking around in swimwear. Haven't noticed. It was so hard to get a smoothie today. I had to wait like 20 extra minutes for all these beautiful girls to get their smoothies first. Yeah. Was there a common smoothie that was coming out of there? Was it all green? <laughs> I think it was mostly just like. Did they have yoga water. pants? Kale, kale and ginger. It was mostly coconut water. They all got like. Did they have yoga pants on? Every single one of them. But <laughs> because it was one of those things, there was a conversation today with one of the uh, uh, swimwear companies I saw where they were talking, oh, we've got this thing and it's kind of like the yoga pants. I'm like, I got to give it to the yoga pant movement because there's plenty of women out there that are wearing these yoga pants and are not doing any fitness whatsoever. The yoga pants to the bank. You know, yoga my favorite pants time, to the vet. My favorite time to wear yoga pants is when I'm hungover on the couch. That is my absolute favorite time to wear yoga pants. I don't really want to be completely exposed, but Sweat you know, pants. the yoga yeah. pants. Same thing. Yeah, but I feel like, ma- like, like no, I, I tried, I put some effort in to go to the gym. You have you to know? do yoga to get into yeah, the yeah, pants. Yeah, yeah, exactly, that's, exactly. I that's had to do yoga to get into the pants. And that's all My it is. My day is successful. That's all it I'm is. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. I, I call it one feet it. of athleticism per yeah. day. You yeah. just, if you just get one I call in, it winning in life. I think it's like two feet. Oh, yeah. That's I even better. Need, <laughs> need two, two feet to get into the... Oh, you... We haven't even done any introductions Oh, well, you're right. Let's oh, Come on, Bradley. Keep us on schedule. Sorry. Sorry. Yoga pants. usually my job. I'm the OCD one. I'm starting to sweat now. Because we're going off topic. I'm like, how do we do this again? How do we get this back on the rails? All right. Episode 25, July 13th. First shop, South. Beach uh, swim week, and we've got Christian Del Iglesia, first surf shop as well as Division Winwood, and Emily Sears. Um, we're going uh, sandals industry is, people. Industry people. <laughs> I, I'm like, should, am she's, I bringing up my brand? I'm not really she, uh, sure. My name is Emily Sears. I am a sandal designer for Volcom. I'm Marina, like where you put your boat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ham, like what you is put. Is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> Ham like what you put in a sandwich, and I am a bikini designer. Oh, so sick, and you guys are here for Swim Week. Yes. Yes. And I am Brad from, well, from here. From here. (laughs) I guess. I I don't really have any, like, cool stuff to say, like, But you're crushing it, Sandals and bikinis and stuff. I'm just here. But you look good in both. Oh. Oh. You haven't even seen a bikini I'm just saying. You guys don't know he's actually wearing a bikini bottom <laughs> under this. He says you don't and know what I'm wearing. He didn't manscape, ladies. He didn't manscape. That is so the nice thing the about the desk. I do he like the desk because you never know what's happening below board. We got a bikini bottom and some yoga pants. You yeah, got, you can't see this. It's real nice. Chris and I are looking good there. Feeling good. <laughs> hey, you know, if everyone else can do it, so can I. Uh, <laughs> all right. Other than weekly haps, uh, swim week, which we uh, have talked about a bit, we got something else going on. We have a podcast. I know we've been talking about having a podcast for six, seven months now, but that was actually a video podcast. Now we are on all the major networks. We are on your, I got to read these, Apple podcast, your Google podcast. We're on Spotify, if you didn't know. Uh, Stitcher, other things that I don't know about. Millennials, ask like your kids, maybe they'll know about it. None of the rest of them matter. 
No? Okay. <laughs> but if you search for Thank You Surfing, no spaces, you'll find it on pretty much everything that you listen to stuff on. I'm really appreciating this gradual increase that we got into because originally when we started, we didn't even have mics. And no. honestly, it was just off of our phone and uh-huh. you and I had to like literally hug the whole show just so that we were in the same screen together. Oh, hug it out. Like, it, was, it was a lot of support too. <laughs> it was like, this is yeah. scary, we're on the microphone, we're talking to people, right. so we got let's hug other. it out. Let's just get it close. Yeah, Aww, that's and, sweet. And now here we are. <laughs> that's a romance. Crazy. Yeah, six Go months on. later, we're on YouTube, we're on uh, Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on, I mean, pretty much everywhere you can be, I think. I don't know. No, not Snapchat. And we thank all me. nine can of you out there for making we that can, happen. We, can, we <laughs> appreciate look at it. I think JK, Keegan, when you so come bad. back, let us know about Snapchat. Yes. I think he probably knows about that. <laughs> oh, uh, do we have other weekly happenings? Uh, past that, I mean, there isn't really much other than swim week Sunday, is in town. Sunday, you got something going on? Sunday, oh, yeah, you're right. I should probably know this because we are one of the hosts at the uh, Broken <laughs> Shaker at the Freehand on 27th Street in Miami Beach. We are hosting a barbecue, which is really fun. Uh, Poolside. I like barbecue. uh, The Broken Shaker. Love the shaker. And should be pretty fun. I mean, those guys always do good stuff. They're one of the top rated bars, not only just in the country, but in the world. They've had some pretty epic accolades. They're James Beard Award winners. um, And they're close personal friends of ours as well. And they just do cool, eclectic, great stuff. Uh, So if you want to do something on Sunday, come visit and meet us and have a little drink, a little beverage. Uh, yes. It's going to be good. I think, good. I think we might have to stay until Tuesday. When are you leaving? Sorry, Chris. I'm stay for a little while. Sorry, got your Business wife. picked up. <laughs> um, I, Chris would be like, oh, have fun. <laughs> Sounds great. I want to do it, too. I want to hear more about it. Well, I'll see you He's next like, week. He's like, I'm tell leaving anyways for OR. I'll see you later. We meet, so, up, we meet up at trade shows, so it all works out. <laughs> And that is one of the topics we'll be that talking about we as far into as that. trade yeah. shows and relationships and everything else that kind of comes with it. But the as far as local haps, we um, we have that barbecue on uh, Sunday. That's awesome. And cool. uh, pass out at Swim Week. It starts today, Tons of events. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow, Friday. tomorrow. And it goes on till Monday. Yes, correct. It's, it's like our Basel, but hotter. Way hotter. Way hotter. Both in heat and women. I mean, no, I was like, <laughs> yeah. at which and, scale of hot? And then yeah, there's just like a lot more skin. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's the largest swim show in the world. It's crazy. It's actually kind of cool. It's like the one thing in summer where you're like, oh, it's kind of like things happen here. And right. then it just goes into like dead summer. Right. Because it's dead summer before that, dead summer afterwards. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I, it's a great breakup for the summer nonetheless is having swim in town. And it's fun. Oh, the energy, the activities, everybody that's activating and doing things and stuff. So well, it's well, a cool time. We're happy to bring the party. Yeah. Well, welcome. Bringing it. Yeah. Bringing it. Report, forecast. Forecast, surf. All right, so the report is we had waves this week. What the hell? I mean, gosh. Everyone was very excited. Uh, Upcoast was pretty good for a good portion of the week. We even got waves all the way down here in Miami Beach on On Tuesday. Tuesday. All day, uh, morning session, small, fun, completely rideable. By midday, it started to really pick up a little bit. And um, I heard the evening session was a full-on Metallica ride, the lightning. Session. It got a little scary. Because there was so like full-on like oh. storms that yeah. were just kind of popping out. And Mark was telling me that like all of a sudden you just felt the heat off of like lightning strikes randomly. You're like, that was really close. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah that's um, but this is the it was a game of, of being a surfer in South Florida, let alone Miami Beach, yeah. where you're just like, I don't care. I'll get zapped. 
Gotta get, make it interesting, you know? You just yeah. argue about how close that story. lightning is. Right. At the end of the day, right? Like, if, day. You, if you, it comes near you, like, I got a good story, at least. And, you know, I don't know. Everybody else, it's not like the waves I mean, it's near. You're talking about the waves near. It's just how near. That was really more the argument. It was like, Super was, near. was that like half a mile? No, that was like a quarter of a mile. You're like, oh, how do you know that? Because that hit my house. You know, you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> See that fire so, smoke so, right there? They, yeah, they, say, they say when it's like, 30 seconds, flash to boom. Right. You should go inside. There were oh, some that were like four. three. Four. <laughs> yeah. Like where you can hear the crackle of the thunder before the boom. <laughs> oh, like no. It was so close. We right. Were, when, when the hair starts to stick idea. up and you're in the water, yeah. you're like, my hair's wet. I think wet. you should just go underwater right now. now. Right? Uh, that was my plan. If I felt my hair standing up, Right. You go underwater. Absolutely. Because I don't think the salt water is a drown when you get electrocuted. That's a good idea. Probably all that happened. You haven't looked into this? I have, right? Salt water isn't as much of a conductor as if you were in fresh water. Yeah. So the funny thing happened during that session. A bunch of people looked at me. Somebody got fried. No, Great. they're like, Brad, uh, you know, you knew there was going to be waves today, so what do you think about us getting electrocuted right now? I was like, how? What am I, God? I was like, sorry, guys. I, I mean, I there's a limit to my knowledge here. I was like, honestly, it's not safe. Whatever we're doing right now, I'm going with not safe. I but did feel way was, better when I saw you in the water, though. I, 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 was, like, that's oh, a, I was like, don't use that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, Brad, that's a big responsibility. I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> I am not in charge of people's lives, despite saving a few this week, and that's well as well. And some of the perks of being a surfer, you know? Yeah, you know, just, you see out. someone's going to drown in a rip current and you bring them back to you shore. probably help them. Yeah, why not? I kind of... Karen, I, that was an awesome call by you. She's like, bro, those people are about to drown. I was like, oh, yeah, so they're... And the next thing you know, bringing them in. I had to help a guy when I was in Costa Rica. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, his, uh, his board broke, and he was on a surf lesson with a bunch of the locals that I know out there. And, we're kind of, and it was a small day and whatever. Probably and literally, though. the guy's uh, soft top busted and went in, and he was, he was capable of swimming and stuff like that, but full panic mode. Like, Ooh. all of a sudden, you just hear this screaming, like, like screech, where you're just like, whoa, what happened? And all of a sudden, the guy's like flailing and stuff. You're like, okay, buddy, relax. And I start paddling to him, and the, the locals same. out there are kind of laughing and kind of paddling, like, okay, friends, relax, because they've seen it before. And I'm like paddling to him and kind of gunning my feet or kind of kicking, because I'm like, I'm like, relax, it's cool and stuff like that. And the game on the board, and fully, like, just like full on yeah. panic session. That's the whole thing you need to, like, I guess, avoid. Yeah. And, and as a server, you can see it really happening really quickly. You're just like, oh, there's a rip current. And, there the tourists go, and you know, like it's only a matter of time. Right, before and so they although freak. it was funny to us because we're versed in it, we're kind of experienced. But then you start putting yourself in their head. You're like, well, you know, you're just traveling to a different country. Maybe it's the first time you surf, and all of a sudden, maybe it's the first time you see the ocean. And then, right, and then, oh, and then all of a sudden, there's like this real energy out there, and all of a sudden, you're in the middle, and you know that there's, I don't know. Crocs <laughs> in Costa Rica, you're like, that's it, I'm dead. <laughs> that's it. Oh, My surfboard's so, gone. There's a crocodile. Right. Coming. That's it. Easily. You're like, I'm dead. <laughs> that's our quick. Two steps. So I started paddling a little bit quicker with that in my mind. I'm like, oh, poor guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, he survived. And we're here. And so it is. And we're all here. So, no surf coming up soon? Uh, all right. So, we did get that little flurry and. Uh, up coast, Florida, central coast, all the way up to North Florida. It looks like continued back, uh, background swell, east-southeast swell from a high pressure of Bermuda. The Azores, kind of the Bermuda high. It sucks generally for wave development, but in the summertime, if you can get that with some tropical waves going through it, you get uh, a little bit more um, swell generation. So seems like the tropics have picked up a little. I mean, we've had a couple uh, systems. Yeah, I, we're, I mean, it's kind of weird. Bermuda high is going to screw right. things up, I, I think. I feel like it's kind of like a... And then, we, I mean, the other thing that we do have um, to look at is Beryl, which was way off in the Eastern Caribbean. 
came south, came up north, was supposed to develop off the Bahamas, never really happened. Now it's off where, kind of near where Chris was uh, about a week ago. Expected development? Slight chance uh, National Hurricane Center is giving it 30% chance the next five days of some sort of development. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> and then you get that um, combined with like Always a little funny. bit. Always oh, good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's all that one in a million talk? Yeah, Samsonite, so, I was way up. That's, I mean, that's basically what we deal with here is like that one in a million talk. So you get a storm that's anywhere that's like possible in that sort of window and we pay keen attention. And so we got one, it's not probably gonna do anything, but uh, up coast, especially like the swell magnets, you know, New Smyrna, um, up through like Jacksonville and stuff, um, the poles, those guys getting waves. It's going to be like waist high, stomach high, maybe on the best tides for probably like the next week even. Um, oh, wow. So, so yeah. A little, so, a little traveling will get you a little relief. Yeah, kind of fun, kind of tropical <laughs> trade swell for me. the next few days. And maybe a northeast that will come in off that uh, uh, tropical storm that may develop barrel again. Sorry. I'm just, yeah. I, I'm in you got the base in the back? I'm, can, yeah, I'm like yeah, new like, to Miami, so I'm like just feeling yeah. it. Like, yeah. So we have a bar next to the sound of Miami. That's the soundtrack <laughs> of your life. We surf and hear bass. <laughs> the other day, dude, it's a, it is one of the best as far as like ultra music festivals. We got on some month. We got Miguel over here. He's been on the show before, and he was just saying that we were in the lineup the other day, and what did we hear? Oh, Reggaeton is the way to go here, man. Reggaeton. And I swear, it was one song just over and over and over again. It's almost like a really slow down version of reggae with a little Spanish music. But you can't hear that part. You can only hear like the cowbell and the bass when you're in the lineup. So it's like the best of every, like the best instruments ever. Where is that coming from? Is it like built into the We never know. Like you, you're like, you see like random people walking with boom boxes. There's people that walk with boom boxes here to the beach and stuff. You're just like, is that it? Yeah. Where are they getting the boom boxes? Are you serious? They're like full on like amplified You're Miami lady. Who doesn't have a boom box? I don't. Do they still have cassettes? Oh, maybe. I'm very curious during, about this culture you know, now. During, like, I am very intrigued. Well, during Ultra, which is at the end of March for the most part, we actually have some waves that are here. And what's great is that all these different places get activated <laughs> with different types of music. So you could be in the middle of the water surfing, and all of a sudden you're just like, fist, pump, <laughs> fist, pump, <laughs> it's totally true. Because there's people on the, on the beach dancing, and it's so loud that you're hearing it on the beach. You're like, they're having and a good you time. You can hate the music. Know. You can hate the music, but there's. There's something about it. You're yeah, just like, it's kind of tribal. Cruise ships go by and they cut out the cut, and they're playing all their "You're on Vacation" music. Oh yes, that's also really fun. And they can see you, and you can see them. So there's a little bit of an interaction with the people. And so if you start getting that fist bump going when they're playing, I don't even know, Dude, like the Macarena or something, you can get them even screaming and stuff like that. I was like, a couple people were just like, "What?" Apparently, we could go next door what? and get them in here right now. So. It's possible. I mean, because it is booming next door. We like got, I said, uh, live from South Beach. Well, we got South, <laughs> South Point Tavern is right behind us. One of our neighbors, and we love them. And they've kind of recently expanded into the location they have now, and the music's gotten a lot closer. Like yeah, it. so the sunblock like bounces across. Right. <laughs> Granted, we're never open at this time anyway. So at this point, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. They actually have a trap door under here. They come out. They know you guys are gone, and then just kind of starts the dance floor. Just starts yeah. flowing it just in, here. in here. Wait till you get the kegerator. Then it's then it's on. <laughs> on. You know, Congo lines everywhere. It's like, oh, we're bringing the Congo back. Okay, <laughs> I'm cool with just it. Don't touch the boards. 
<laughs> so past that, nothing else going on. If you want to travel, you want to surf, yeah. you're gonna have to travel up north. Uh, yeah, and then you know the Pacific Ocean still continuing to throw out swell. Nicaragua still looking pretty sketchy. A lot of people going down. Nothing really crazy's happened. Um, you can get to the beaches. The beaches are basically deserted, um, and they could use your money. So if you're like. Uh, adventurous, don't have to be back anytime soon, kind of thing. And <laughs> you know, because you live that awesome life. Well, I mean, like, yeah, if you're, can, we money, can we clarify? Don't have to be back soon. Don't Is that because be you might go to jail? You might get kidnapped? Like, what's right. the you don't yes. have to or be back? Or you might not be able to make it to the airport to fly out because right. you're like, or they'll close the airport down. Okay. Okay. Maybe I need to okay. take this panga over into Costa Rica. Yeah. Okay. And then fly out through Costa yeah. Rica. Dang. But apparently, real estate might be really cheap right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> We got that going. So, guys, I love it. Anyone want to fly to Nicaragua with a boatload of cash? <laughs> no. Things you don't want to do. <laughs> I don't know. Ortega might be like, this vacation's right, getting uh, better Christian. and better. You know, I've been talking about this first show. You guys got this podcast right. going. I'm looking for a new gig. Right. Uh, maybe you guys can, <laughs> like, maybe, take me in. Maybe wants to be, like, the Ministry of Listen, Communication. I, I mean, every other dictator comes to Miami eventually. In cuffs or not. <laughs> Usually they come here on their own free will and then they're taken out in cuffs by the DEA and Coral Gables. Yeah, true story. Miami, yeah. town of pirates. Wait, where, where's Mar-a-Lago? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, not, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Different, different kind of pirate. Sorry. Um, sorry about that. Sorry. Whole state is full of pirates. All right, so we do have some topics tonight outside of the forecast, which is kind of dismal, uh, <laughs> other than up coast and Pacific Ocean, go there. Indian Ocean, oh, yeah, let's talk about that in, real quick. Brandon. Oh, you got a swell coming in. I think Padang is going to start uh, One of working. our employees, Brandon, is in Bali. Ooh. Yeah, and he, um, a couple months Wait, ago... Wait, is this was... like the intern? Is he coming back? No, no, this is actually... <laughs> no, this is an actual... Like, like, this is what like, keeps you happening. Guys keep like, telling, you guys tell keep them. telling us about people who worked here, and then they just don't come back. So is he a real employee? Is he $5 an hour? It's one of these things where you're just like, wow, am I really offering such amazing opportunity <laughs> that these guys come in and all of a sudden they're getting the opportunity like, sweet, I'm out, you know? Uh, and I think that's where it's at. I've had some because, like, like that, well, well, Brandon, well, Brandon met a bunch of people while I was working here and they kind of convinced him to go out to Bali. And Brandon's about 20, almost 21 years old. A young buck, uh, great surfer, grew up here on the beach, worked for us for a little while, Super had nice that opportunity guy. to go for about a month, and we're like, dude, do that up. It's the summer. It's all okay, good. He did that past tense. He worked for us a little. For I know. A while. I know. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I mess with him. I'm so just like, yes, right. Job is good. Yeah. Um, You're but, liking well, because, stuff. Like, well, because just a couple weeks ago, he was supposed to be back. He was supposed to be back. He left May 8th or 10th. He was supposed to be back like June 13th. And a couple days before he's supposed to be back, he's like, so... Yeah, that's the email that everyone kind of expects to get when a guy goes to Bali. they're going to let me be uh, an instructor. And they're going to pay for my stay. Insert and give me food job. And it stuff could be like a that. dishwasher. You it guys, could be like... You guys seem rice to patty. start a lot of careers. Like, you start the career. We're career starters. That's, uh, that's, that's awesome. why we're here I've known that. Yeah. Actually, yes, exactly. Yes. So, <laughs> thank so you for having So, if you're looking for surf instructors in Bali, Brandon... They're looking for a job. Right. So it, it was great. He called me up and he was just like, hey, I've got this. Hour. I'm like, well, you think I was going to say no? I'm like, dude, you're 20, barely 21. Totally. I'm like, this is that moment where you do these things. And I'm then like, you followed it by, and I have an intern for $5 a day. Right. So you do you. You do you. I was, like, Joe, I was like, Jovan needed more work anyways and more hours. So you're out. <laughs> uh, he's like, I'll be back in October. I'm like, or will you? <laughs> or will there be a job? I don't know. Um, JK. Or maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure while he's been over there, he's met guys from Australia, and yeah. they've told him about what's So he's in getting Australia. Swell? Yeah. There, it's it's going to get good. Uh, there's a big Southwest coming. I think they're going to run the Bedang contest on yeah. Sunday. 
So send pictures, Brandon. Send oh, pictures. and I've been watching. Oh, he was down at Uluwatu the other day, <laughs> and I was looking else. at the lineup, and I was like, it looked like uncrowded, reef road kind of lineup, and just way better. Oh. Probably one of the perks of being there every single day is that you kind of catch those in-between moments where there's like nobody there. Yeah, I think the perk of being there every single day is that you're there awesome. every single <laughs> day. Right, like, right. I, I don't no, think like no. I think I think that's just an additional perk yeah. to the like, perk. Oh, there's waves, sweet. Oh, I'm in Bali. Like, okay. Sucks. I don't have to. I don't have to go back to my job. Right. Like, yeah, it's all I'm good. 20. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know you're and, and, and in turn, we'll do it for five dollars. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> and it's like I believe you. <laughs> I have optimism about the world around me. Bringing <laughs> <laughs> cheers Young to that kids. guy. Young kids. kids. Oh, keep that opti- optimism alive. You do you. Damn kids. All right, so let's move into the next thing here. Uh, swim week, trade shows, swim week, this whole thing. You guys are actually here for work. Um, I had Clearly. the... I mean, how, how, long have you, how long have you each been in the industry? I have been in the industry uh, 17 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have been in the industry 15 years? No. Question mark? No, it has to be. I have known you since like day one. I started I'm a little. I'm pretty sure we're the same. What age. colors were in during, during <laughs> the time? Sure. Age. I started later, though. Okay. I okay. didn't start right out of high school. I went to community college for three years for something else. Then I went to fashion school for two years. Okay. So I just. So maybe 16 years. So I a long started. ass time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> long ass time for yes. both of us. Yes. I mean, yes. especially in this industry. I mean, that's a, it's a yeah. long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot of change. You guys have seen a lot, lot of change. Stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Because yes. before that 16 years, it was kind of building into a certain point, mm-hmm. and in the last 16 years, well, let's go like, you went like 16 from, years ago. What's that? 2000. Right, yeah. so like the yeah. early two thousands and yes. stuff like that, and, and literally the golden time of the surf industry was oh, like, yeah. so that's like two thousand, two thousand six, two thousand seven. Trying to put this like, in perspective. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. where were we? You know, like, uh, if you can remind like George me, George W. I, yeah, George yeah, George W. Post nine eleven. Yeah. Um, stocks going up, real estate going up. I think Creed Social was really was popular. Was at, Creed. Yeah, I think so, Creed was a thing then. Creed. I think yes, they were a thing. Um, I think 311 was like really yes. popular in the oh, surf industry. Yeah. 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 I'm just trying to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. So Jingo's just out. Right. Jingo's yes. just out. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, board shorts still had like flames on well, them. Well, car- cargo oh. shorts were, and were skulls. hot. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. uh, reggae and camo were all the rage and carryover season to season. Blue Crush had just come out. Oh. That's Dude. it. That's it. I loved me some Blue Crush. Me too. Me and too. you know the best thing about loved Blue Crush? It. The second time I saw it in the theater, I took my second movie stu- second time. I took my movie sub to the Billabong store and I got 50% off on a bikini that she wore in the movie. You might have bought it from me. When Blue Crush was when we were doing that promotion, I worked at See? the Billabong See? store. It- no, this was actually the Billabong store in like the middle of like Hodunk, Arizona. But okay, same, no. same, same, same no. thing. Same thing. Yeah. I worked the they actually they actually used to sell surf wax at the Pacific. It was Pacific Sunwear, and they sold the surf wax. And I asked them like, why do you have surf wax? And they said, and they said oh, Rick Kane. No, no, that would have been a great answer. <laughs> I actually, you know, I actually would have applauded them for fast. that answer. They I mean, actually so told quick. me it was uh, air freshener. You kept it yes, in your car. You kept that's, it in your air well, that's funny because we would tell I would tell people that you want a good air freshener. Take a bar of wax, put it in a little yeah, tin, put it underneath your car seat. It gets hot in there. All of a sudden, it makes your yeah, car smell. Yeah, 
That's really so smart. Yes. Fun fact. And yeah. if you take a turn too fast, it ruins your upholstery. Yeah. <laughs> True story. True story. That happened. So Don't yes. look under your seat. <laughs> we've been, so we've been doing this that long. Oh, Which is funny man. because I, I started Quicksilver, uh, the retail portion, in 2000. And when I started with them in Miami, there was only the third store. And they kind of went and just exploded. By the time I left five years later, there was 260 stores. Wow. So it was really the golden time yep. of that portion of like mm -hmm. when everything was served. That's when Hollister came to be, Ugh. right? Because yep. it was, but like Hollister was a, was a made up story. It. Was a made up story about this guy that had a cabin in North Car in yeah. North California. Don't crush everyone's dreams. Chris. Well, that's where it was. <laughs> Do you remember they actually had they actually in the Hollister stores they had like the big screen TVs like the yeah, big screen of Huntington TVs Beach. of Huntington Beach and it could be flat as hell and they would still. Show that. It would still look like what well, he told us. I'll tell you what, that there was a lot that the surf industry learned from what oh, Hollister yeah. was doing because oh, yeah. what yeah, was Hollister true. doing? They were playing to emotions. They were playing yeah. to people, like the sense that they would have, the way that the lighting And worked. sense, you mean like the perfume that right, they pumped right, into right, their right. store. Right. Oh. Uh, and, and I mean, I didn't get the whole portion where everybody was taught, like the sales staff was taught to not talk to anybody. It was like this and whole like the like, teenage porn kind of stuff that they put at the doors. That probably helps. Right. I mean, it was just like, oh, let's just put the hot person standing at the door. With know, no shirt on. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was kind of that. Yes. They, were, they sold the experience better yeah. than most. And yeah. you saw their numbers exploding. So, like, Brandon, come on back from Bali. You'll be wearing no shirt here. Oh, <laughs> yes. Right <laughs> up there. Standing outside spraying perfume. Right oh. up there. Give him to do the sign. I, oh, yes. Like, yeah. oddly, that's yeah. might be a surfboard around. You have to turn the lights down real low, though, yeah. or you can't see the price right. tag. But we got right. the music. That's what it was. It, it, was a co it was so many combinations of different things. But that was a, the golden time of yeah. Yeah, the surf industry. And then from about two, when the economy kind of tanked and things kind of got bad from like about 2007 to right about now, I've called that purgatory. Like, And I feel like just now is the industry kind of changing a little bit because, remember, back then there was no social media. Right? Yep. So there was no, like there's still traditional ways of advertising and marketing and stuff like yep. that. And then at the same time, there what was it? The online, online wasn't as nope. big back nope. then. Like nope. only certain companies had it, and it was here and there. People still like I mean, people still went to the mall for Black Friday. Oh yeah, yeah. oh and, yeah. And they even shopped before Black Friday because they didn't want to deal with that whole process. So people started shopping in October oh, to yeah. be able to kind of get but things think done. Think about how fast those trends changed. Well, well, well I mean, like, but like nowadays, like I don't see business pick up now until retail? Christmas Eve. Yeah. If we're talking about the last 10, Christmas 15 years. Eve. That's so fast. Yeah. To yeah. Yeah. behaviors to change that quickly, whereas they've been more or less the same for yeah. so long. Yeah. It's pretty fast. Well, I think. I mean, in my personal opinion, I think what I saw happen was that you had a lot of people who had the passion there, but maybe not the business sense. And it was like the Wild West. Like, you could slap a logo on it and sell it, and then that whole dynamic changed. Like, right. I, I, I missed that. I felt like there was you know, a lot like, of, of retailers. I could have slapped this thing on stuff. But it really was. It was for, there Damn. was, a, but there was a while there that, like, you could do no wrong. It right. was just the and weird, it's funny because I remember talking know, to surf shop owners and stuff yeah. like that about that time when they were around because we weren't. And it was that. It was like this. You could just go ahead and pick things. And this is when a yeah. lot of companies had the minimums. And they kind of forced you to go ahead and, and buy a certain amount because at that point you're like, well, if I don't have them, then I'm not cool. Like your Quicksilver's, all your big box brands. Exactly. Right. So let me exactly. Ask you right. I, I got another angle on this. We're going way off the topic. Still, oh, that's but fine. That's something what kind of occurs to me with all this built up retail experience. What the hell happened during that time that changed it so much? Because it happened 10 years before, uh, like Momentum Era. It, there was like, uh, again, a, a push. And then 10 years before that was like the neon 
I, I l- listen. I think oh, like gotcha. Yeah. That was, that was her big, I mean, big spending. <laughs> OP Pro. Remember what's his face? Sure do. Right, yeah. But that's sure. come around our office. That's, I remember that. that's when industry was wow, just really kind of getting a grip. Guy. That's awesome. <laughs> I think, industry, I think industry was just getting a grip at that point in the late 90s for the most part. That well, momentum portion in the mid 90s to late, like your Lost and all those guys and your Chris Ward and what Lost was kind of But that was feeling. like counterculture really to the big brands that are around in the But surfing's always been counterculture. No, no. It gets big all the time. Now it's culture. Blue crush but kind of surfing originally started as counterculture in the 50s and stuff like that like people were like and that's what people bought into it because it was counter and then what it what became when it became mainstream back in the mid to late 90s it, it was became culture now all of a sudden no, all the other so aspects many times. But I, I, the gadget I, years the, totally. the beach boy I'm years with you. absolutely absolutely how come it comes like every it was a, it was, yes absolutely but then there every was time a, the, because the line gets pushed that, a little but bit but then more. that punk oh, rock element came and it became oh, counterculture i'm sorry again. it's because fashion happens every 10 years it's just like the real yeah. estate market all, why do all of our markets work in 10 year cycles well, you're, you're probably right because mid '90s is when kind of things picked up. Yep. Yeah. Mid 2000 or the yep. early 2000s is when things kind of I failed. Mean, and now we're kind of at a point where there's other stuff that happens. Up I think though too, like I can I can speak for the women's side of it is that the the fast fashion happened. Oh my god, I was just gonna say F21. Yeah, like Forever 21. Not. What about Zara first? No, no, no it was all no. about. But they put their manufacturing next to their distribution, next to their retail. Those no, guys are so Forever much 21 changed the landscape for the women's surf industry because Zara oh, wasn't copying. Was it Roxy? <laughs> Oh, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying because cute. you're cute. Chris. I'm just saying because well, I'm just saying <laughs> no, in, they in, did. in this, this factor where Roxy started going but to what? board shorts because they recognized that a lot of the girls were wearing their brothers or right. their boyfriend shorts Absolutely, and stuff like yes. that where they started but to cater towards women. But right. they were still a brand. Exactly. Right. And cute. Forever 21 the first is time not. Chris has been called cute sarcastically. Because <laughs> <laughs> I say that all the time. That a little bite to it. I think that, you know, I do think that Roxy had a big impact I mean, that was the first brand I was introduced to in the surf industry, and I loved it. And I think they—I don't think we could keep up. I think that the, you know, the big powers that be, the big corporations, saw the trend, and they were able, right. able to move faster. Yep. Right. They were able to move cheaper. Right. Yep. They were able to get mall space. Absolutely. Like they just went right. in and. And they knew that it. they knew right. that these companies didn't have the manpower right. or the legal power Absolutely. to come after them yeah. for copying what right. they were doing. Right. Absolutely. And, and I completely agree because I, I think that was the success of Quicksilver when they started opening up stores in 99 into 2000 was they were going into that same market share of your American Eagles, your Gaps, yes, totally. your Hollisters and stuff like that because everybody was copying each other. T- but turns all out copying. most people don't surf. Right. And, and but, Oh, who knew? Well, I didn't but, but, know. but that was the thing. It's actually was, shocking to me. But, but don't you, you know think that I mean? there was, do you think that there was ever a business meeting at any of these brands where they said, once we get to a certain point, people don't surf, we're only going to make this amount of money right? with the actual industry. So if we're going to grow, we're either going to start selling to kooks or we're not going to grow. And Hollister and Forever 21, they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. Because they never was part of the culture in the first place. It took yes. me so long to come to that distinction. I was like, yeah. oh, oh, wait a minute. Well, well your, your PacSuns, <laughs> your Tillys, your Buckles all were playing on that same respect as well. And that's where Quicksilver jumped, and even Billabong jumped into it because they're like, well, we should go ahead. If people are going to copy us, we are the originators of that right. culture yes. and lifestyle. That's totally. what we're going to do. Totally. And when I worked for them from 2000 to 2005, it was tra- it was. It was true, it was real, it was raw, and and then eventually got corporate, and then it kind of changed a little bit, but and I think they're coming back, or they're trying to come back to a lot of their roots of what it was that made them 
cool. But I also think when that hit, no one was expecting it and no one knew what to do. Right. It's just like one day the order stopped and it was so... There was still a bunch of surfers and skaters and snowboarders that were doing it. They were like, oh, we don't have... And I remember like going through the yeah. process, they started hiring people that were from gaps and stuff like that to make these decisions. Yeah. And that's where the culture started to get lost. Yes, and because yeah. I, I don't think anybody got what you were saying is it's a cycle. Fashion is always a cycle. Okay, great, ride the wave, huh, pun intended. But, <laughs> Which but, is good, we're but, bringing her back. But uh, no, sound effects on that one. <laughs> but know that it's gonna come back. Know that the next trend is gonna happen and prepare yourself financially for that yes. and it's gonna come around again just like everything does but there's gonna be that ebb and flow and I don't think everybody was I think they were just like raining and dough I think so well, yeah, and it's like I mean we were just yeah. I had a we joke never thought that, the party uh, would end. it's like it's like yes uh, what is it uh like Greed on Wall Street. Yeah, like, yeah oh, no, it I was. Don't know. We just were doing so great and everything, and then we thought that the party would never end. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun, you know, and yeah. The and next year, the bomb fell out, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah, like 1929 happens, people. It wasn't just once. Right. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. There you go. But things ebb and flow like that. It's like an yes. accordion. It comes mm -hmm. out, it comes in, it comes yes. out. So, how do the so that's, that's so kind of how we feel about online shopping right now. Like, yeah, it kind of exploded, it does whatever, and it'll stick around or it'll be around for a while. But I think people that have been shopping around online will eventually want that personal touch. They want those experiences. 100%. Brick and mortar. And I think there's still totally. room for brick and mortar to be able to survive. 100%. Question. Well, I think the word you said, for me at least, is touch. I want to touch something before I buy it. You right. want to walk in and you want the whole experience. You want to, I mean, pack side. You want to smell the surf wax. You want to hear the music. You want to see the quality. I want to try you it want on. To yeah, you want to try it on. You want to vibe with the people right. around you. Right. You want to feel that connection, not just like, oh, I can click and instantly it'll be here in two days. Like that's, there's, there's really no satisfaction like, in that. There's a like, you're going to part with your hard earned dollar. Mm -hmm. and yes. It, if it feels good doing it, and you walk out of the place like, ah, I feel good. No buyer's remorse, that's hard. That's yeah, really totally. hard to do. Most people that walk out of some place, they buy it, whether it be a car or a hotel stay or food even, and they're like, oh shit, I shouldn't have ordered that. Caught me again. You know, yeah, like, yeah. why totally. do I get a scampi? I always get scampi and I don't like scampi. Why do I get that? Or also the fact that every seconds. company's completely different and sizing is different and all of a sudden you get something yes. like, oh, this doesn't work and then you have to send it back and it comes back and it becomes a mission. Yes. And, and, and it's still like, there's still that value of walking out of the shop with this. Yeah. yeah. You know, with the bag where yeah. you're just like, but you're like, reminded. That's a small part because it's right. really like the, the advice that you get. Right. And like the, the experience. Yeah, yeah. It's 100% like, just the experience. It, it, it's everything. Well, and I think that I think the industry will change too as they as that evolves. They'll evolve. Like Nordstrom now won't take everything back. Like after how many years has Nordstrom? Oh, they'll take anything back. The story that they'll take a tire back. Right. Dang Nordstrom it. now that's is like, say. nah, we're good. And I think that that's going to kind of help force back to yes, you shouldn't just buy something because you can't. You should buy it because you, you have a connection to it. Yeah, right. it means. I something. think it's more interesting that Nordstroms would do that because they're known for just bending over backwards, and that or that they sell tires. But they, and that's the thing is they don't sell tires. The whole story is that they- But they'll they, take it. But they'll take it back. Right, because right. the customer yeah. service is back. Thank you so much for bringing this back. We'll carry that brand. We will take care of we'll you. Yes. We'll do whatever it takes. So I just and had coffee, really, I don't like it. People just got so ridiculous. Yes, guy. well, and there was another company, and I want to say it was L. Bean, but I could be wrong, but they did a whole thing on their website where it was a letter to their customers, and they said after so many years, um, unfortunately, people have started to abuse our return policy 
and they're like, we can no longer just take back anything. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to shift. I think people, you know. Uh, well, these are really, well, like, great service companies that are people oh, that are, like, yeah. led the whole yes. charge in, like, being But I think that's also going to show, sorry, uh, it's also going to differentiate between quality. Like, your quality is going to go up with those brands that are, like, that's true, right? You know, and the price is going to go up. And I think I stand by, you should pay money for good quality. Like, I don't it's get... It's impossible not to. I'm not enticed by a sale rack of 50% right. off. Like, I want the good stuff. Right. Like, nothing I'm willing to good, part with my money. Exactly. Right. I mean, I'm and pretty good. <laughs> but, you know, it's... it's, it's, it's but, all, I mean, look... Can't but go on with point, you. There is something cool I can't cool do this about, anymore like, with you. There is something I'm, so, cool about I'm sorry. There's kids like watching. You. They told me they were kid watching, and I just can't. There's one, and he was making $5 an hour, and he's gone he's gone. It's all good. It's all good. Don't even worry about it. Look at you, buddy. Where are you at? Which camera? So that happened. Like, oh, quiet. And I killed that. But it it is an interesting transition in which we're going to. And like I feel like a lot of kids that were born in 2000, like these millennial kids that are just now graduating high school, they've had nothing but online purchases (sighs) and also this whole social media uh, influence their whole life. And I feel like at some point they're gonna come back to wanting that rootsy. And there's a lot of people that are like, I wanna support my local shop. I wanna yeah. con- yes. constantly do yeah. this. Yes. And so I see a lot more of so that. How does that through. affect trade shows and swim week? Oh, uh, the really, segue really, really good. good. That was really good. That was yeah. professional. I know. I'm gonna. I was bad, bad, bad and I have battles every week to see who can segue best. Yeah. No, so you like definitely it. segue the best. I was just having like an OCD fit for like the that last was, ten minutes that was because nice. we were so like, like, how, how, how do we move this on? How do we move this on? How do we move this on? I was just quiet, just going through like, how do I get this back on topic? How do I get this back on topic? Because we're missing the whole bullet point. It's interesting. And so trade shows have a different effect in different ways. Like I know as a retailer, like trade shows don't really mean much to me as much we anymore went to, to actually yeah expo i just was at agenda you know i'm going to the or show next week and, and a lot of crazy it different. and a lot of it is that we don't even make a lot of purchases at the shows as much anymore because a lot of them you miss your deadlines like a lot of the stuff you have to go ahead and and, and put in is well before when oh, the shows are the shows happen so is you're that just a like, parallel or, for the market or that you have maybe a week to go ahead and decide what you're going to do and like Great, I've got a week to figure out my magic ball of what I'm gonna go ahead and order for a season that's six months ahead of me. Right. To, like that is volatile, especially now in this day and age where you're not really sure if things are gonna happen. There's local politics that are involved. There is trends that are involved and there is online that you have to think about and, and are people gonna come to me? Are people not gonna come here? Does clothing even matter to people anymore? You How know, dare purchase- you, sir? I know. So we didn't say swimwear or footwear, so we're we're good. Right. We're good. So, so those still matter. So from hashtag for, those still matter. We live in Southie. That's so for much me, all a lot of the, a lot of the shows go into the personal. We're still wearing them out there. The personal okay. interactions that we have, the people that you meet, the collaborations that you can potentially do because you have the heads of these companies and the departments and stuff like totally. that that are there, and that's what I love so about it's like a our trade industry. meeting, not a trade show. Right. Uh, well, I think a lot of it is that. What's great that about it, and I love about the surf and action sports industry is that a lot of deals are done with like just high fives and handshakes and just like vibes almost. Like, you know, you work with somebody because you're like, I kind of like who you are. I like the way that you are. And that kind of sounds like why we may be in so much trouble. It's like, why does it crash every 10 years? It, it, could, it could go both but, ways. I agree. But can't you think on the other side, like to yeah. see, the, see the positive side of that coin is, isn't this an industry built on passion? Right. Don't, yes. don't, aren't we doing this because yes. we love something? Right. Ideally. And so wouldn't that make sense that that would 
touch every piece of what we do, including how we buy or how we make relationships. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't get into this for, you know, cold numbers and whatnot. We love something. I love swimwear. You guys love surfing. Like we, you know, I, I would, when I was in fashion design school, like all the girls were designing couture and I wanted to do hoodies, board shorts, and flip-flops. That's all I wanted to design. They should get raises I, just for that amount of passion. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's what I wanted reason. to do. Yeah, like, that's, that's all I mean. that mattered to me because yes. I, I, I just wanted to, I lived on the Outer Banks for a little while in my life. I worked at a coffee shop. I didn't wear shoes if I wasn't at work. And I want to live that, I want to feel that experience every single day because hmm. that was just such a highlight and a happy point in my life. The, that's Dare what County. mattered. What's that? Good old Dare County. Whatever. <laughs> and that happened. But you're right. It, it is so much it's driven by passion. It's just that passion. And, and, yeah. and I think so much of where we go from here pushing forward is how do we um, push that passion on just a storefront and how does that make it to the person that's coming in to go ahead and still shop and right. how does the bigger company support the retailer to be able to help push that move forward yeah. because it's everyone was like all right well the re, i mean the, the vendor is like i'm just going to do it however i do it and then you know everyone else go fuck off <laughs> <laughs> i mean seriously that's how we felt like for such a long time but now it's just like okay well i mean well i think the one thing that seemed like at uh well at surf expo and i guess here too is that well swim week's a great example because mercedes-benz used to sponsor miami swim week major sponsor like throughout a ton of money and then, like, was it two, three years ago? Oh, they're like, yeah, not so much anymore. We're not going to sponsor it. And so how do you have Miami Swim Week without a major sponsor? Very difficult. And what happened, in my opinion, is that all these other, like, grassroots or smaller brands came up with, well, shit, we couldn't ever go to that major show anyway. Exactly. And yeah. so now we're just going to do it at this cool hotel where my friend knows the brand director. Right. And we've got like a runway show that's gonna happen there and totally. or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what the hell you guys do, but something like well, that, right? I mean there, something there like was that. A, there was a lot of politics and bureaucracy because I only get to see the, like, the, the cool swim stuff show, and, the like, people the that were in charge of the, the swim girls, show were like, a little bit older and they had a traditional way of doing things. Mercedes wanted to kind of see it advance to a different point and like the, the powers kind of. that be that yes, kind of run totally. the show were a little bit more old school. They were like, No, this is the way we're gonna do things and things and that's when Mercedes backed out. And that's where all the sub shows, your hammocks and everything else kind of came around because they're like, Well, that's kind of boring and Sub shows, that's what we call them. Swim shows? I'm learning. Yeah. Learning. Uh, it, was, it was antiquated, so all of a sudden everybody else started making different things. And that sometimes made it challenging for a buyer because you're like, oh, I kind of want right. to see everything under one roof. But now I have to travel here, I got to travel here, and then all of a sudden you're in Miami, so parties kind of come into but it. But you also right? see with that, with that formula, you're also going to see more of that experience we talked about. Right. It's not going to be a bunch of brands under one trade show room with, you know, right. you blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Right. Like you're gonna go there and they're gonna create the experience right. for you and they're gonna tell you their story and show you their passion and it's I like I agree I like right. that. And yeah. No, I absolutely yeah, agree. Yeah, and so that and that as a retailer is what you want to be sold on because how else are you gonna go and transfer that passion to everyone else? You're right. just like, man, you stirred me. And not only that, but your product is really good. Yeah. So let's go ahead and work out that synergy, that relationship, and let's figure out how we can pass pa pass on that passion to everyone else that comes in shopping. Your, your customer is going to buy something because they have a passionate emotional connection to that piece of whatever. Yeah. So, so that starts at trade shows? Yeah. All yeah. right. So anyone's going to do a trade show, listen yeah. to them. Because that sounds like pretty <laughs> succinct advice, really. 
I, well, I, I kind of wonder yeah. where, the, where the direction of trade shows are going to go. Nonetheless, I mean, I it, it's 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 been a transitional period. Like we said, right. little, it feels like a little purgatory for the last couple of years in regards to like where does it all work? How does it all does work it from online to this and that to the offset between where the shows are at versus when your deadlines are due to be able to make your uh, purchases and stuff like that. So. Um, you know, does it become more interactive as a show? Is it less about the buying? Is it more about the culture and the industry? Well, you know? it's called the trade show for a reason, right? You're supposed to show your stuff. I that's mean, that's what it. I would think. Like, that was just an agenda, yes. for example. I was an that agenda. Is, yeah. very and, they, and they're trying a, a couple different things with the show where they introduced the vinyl program, where they had a bunch of old school records that were there and whatnot. Then they had also the uh, they had the flea market portion of it where they had people that were there that were just kind of selling flea marketish kind of stuff. But is and that for. They, for what reason? For, I, you know, I think it's for vibe. I mm -hmm. think it's for I think culture. It's I think, well, I, no. <laughs> what the but fuck I are you mean, doing that? If you're there for yeah, a professional like, to do, like, do business, yeah. why do you need vibe like Why that? would you go to a trade show? Your rep's going to come to you. Your rep is going to come into your store yeah. and show you the line. I don't you're, need to see vinyl there. Like, yes, I can you go do. Sweat, that's, I can the, go oh, that's the only reason. Yeah, I'll go, but to, I'll go to Sweat Records to buy my vinyl. No, yeah. but, like, is, but like, you walk into some of these shops, and they are decorated with vintage pieces and vinyl and stuff. Like, you really are creating that story with more than just the actual yeah industry, I, I mean it's, like, it's hard to put more into words like yes. when when I, I can speak for myself and I'm sure you feel the same way when you start to design it starts with a feeling it's like what am I feeling right now right. what do I want to recreate what colors am I thinking of what music am I thinking of what uh -huh. imagery is speaking to me and that all translates out into your line as a designer for me well yeah and I think it it extends into your brand because you can buy something from a rep so why would you go to a trade show your rep's going to come in here they're going to show you the line you can see the product you're not going to the trade show to see the product that's going to come to you you're going to a trade uh, show to connect with the brand exactly i'm going to connect with my rep here i'm going to connect with the brand at the trade show and i'm going to get the message of the brand and i'm going to get the feeling of the brand and i'm also going to know that we're in this together trade yes. shows a little bit kind of like we're all in this together. Like, yes. I'm going to put my eyeballs right. on you. Right. I'm going to put my eyeballs on you. We're all doing this for a whole other year. Let's get this and done. And you get to hear um, what everyone else is talking about. Like, it's it's just like a really, it's just a cool vibe. Yeah, when you hear like, one room so to hear. So, you know what? It kind of cares to me when you were saying that. I was like, why don't they have you come to where they make their stuff and tell you the brand story there? So, like, instead of being under a common roof and, like, fucking, I don't know. Like, Does it costs a lot? I mean, to but, get everybody but to come into used to cost a lot, and like, m like moving all that stuff and putting it together, everything costs a lot of money too. So if you're like, if you really want to create a yeah. connection, be like, you buy for the shop, uh, come out, and we'll show you what we do here. Why? Why do you go to a concert when you could just listen to the? I don't go to Spotify. concerts. I hate, uh, I hate like, people. You know. <laughs> So the end people of this conversation is that people are the worst. <laughs> no, but it's, it's you go, you go there true. for the Most energy. <laughs> you go there for the energy. You go there to... I don't know. I, it's it is. I, I think it's, 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 it's a feeling. It's a feeling. I think it's to get culturally connected it's, it's hard for to me what to it is words. that you're doing. Yes, and I wonder, in, in talking about this, if that's not where trade shows kind of go, where it's not so much about the product and, and filling your orders and stuff like that. Because, you know, like in this past show, at Agenda was a lot emptier. Like, a lot of the big guys weren't there at yeah. all. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, my God, are we kind of going into a different realm of things or, or whatever? And it's like, but they had... 
you know, the vinyl thing. They also had, you know, the flea market thing. And then they also had the music that they do and the Mountain Dew, uh, you know, tour was there. So they had a lot of skate contests going on as well. Yeah. And so you're, everyone's getting culturally connected to the thing that they love that in a sense translates into the product that they're buying and which brand represents or emulates that culturally connected feeling. Yeah. yeah. I you just know? think that Agenda is making a really good show. That's it. Well, okay. You know, like for you guys to go to, which is fine. It's just a different thing. Like, so I look at the show now, the way you guys are describing it, as a product. And they're I an event. As team building. They're an event. They're, <laughs> an, they're an event. Right, fine. They're an event producer, and so they're going to provide okay. team building. It, it's like the Christmas party at your company every year. Right. Yes. You know, it's kind of like everyone. That's gets, a very different thing. Everyone yeah. gets together, and everyone's, you know, kind, well, I mean, not everyone, but everyone's kind of how you know, as, as, as a retailer, you're there, you're right. having a good time, you're meeting people that you just kind of talk to over email all the time, you're making those connections. And you're good at this. You should run a those, show. Those personal interactions he that is, you do with each other. thank you surfing. <laughs> <laughs> those personal interactions mean so much. I've gained so much in just going to the shows, not on product and whatnot, but on feelings, on vibe, on finger on the pulse of where industry is at, at the same time as making connections with people and understanding What's going on in other places? And that was one of the greatest things I told Chris, your husband, about the OR show was that, you know, it does camping, it does mountain climbing, it does all the different action sports that are out there. And I would have these conversations with people that were in random little towns that, that cool. just did mountaining kind of stuff and has nothing to do with surf, but we shared the same experiences. I and love those stories. stories. And I, I think I want to touch upon that a little bit. I think when we're talking about where we need to go in the future, I think that that camaraderie is going to be very important. Right. Because at the end of the day, we're all passionate about something that has to do with nature, that has to do with this earth, that has to do with this planet, and it provides us something. Whether you're surfing, uh, mountain climbing, it's the same person. Right. It really is the same person, and we Let's all stop, need right. to do the whole, oh, you're a kook, you don't do this, you don't do it. Because we're all supporting the planet, we're and we're kooks. all because we're, we're, we're all and really we all are kooks at right. the end of the day. Like right. we are. That's, I think you're like but kind I, of getting the word. Sorry, uh, I went off and like. Is we're like an Earth. Sports it really does need to be that's that kind of support. Team. I mean, that's, I guess it's outdoors, really. It, well, but it listen, really the is. outdoor yeah. market but the is people the sixth are as passionate. GDP of the country. A fishing is the biggest thing in this country. All the out different outdoors. Crazy how big fishing is. Grossing GDP of the country. Whether you huge. Those people that you meet whether they're into rock climbing, surfing, fishing, um, camping, you name it, they're all the same person. They're just oh, passionate yeah. about a different subject matter. And I think that you know we all need to start being so segregated and we need to come together and really support each other as a whole as an outdoor industry and not just a surf industry. It needs to really be like, we're all about that. That's pretty interesting. It's true. And it's funny. That's the way I feel. I, I haven't heard anybody really show, say that. I was having conversations with a road bike important. company. A road bike company. I was looking at a lot of their fashion. I'm like, that's stuff I could carry in my store. I'm like, yeah. and, and it's changed because I think all the industries or all the different markets have acknowledged that the quality of the material that they're doing and the style that they're producing is important. It is. It's yeah. got to be wearable. It's not just as a. Oh, here's like, the thing. It's so. not just wearing it to represent. It's wearing it because you want to wear it because it feels good. That's something you can wear out to whatever. Yeah. And that you're representing as well. Well, these companies, at least a lot of them, in my opinion, come from hard goods. They come from a place where they're like, I need to make a something better to do the sport that I like. Patagonia was like climbing equipment. Uh, Channel Islands, it's surfboard. Whatever. And. 
eventually they're like, and you know what? Those shorts kind of suck to climb in and like, they get, I get all, the knees all wear out. So I want to like reinforce them. And it, they're just people that are kind of curious about how to improve what they were doing. And it's just that there isn't enough people doing what they're doing. So it becomes like this whole other thing. And eventually people are like, oh, those pants, whatever, those yoga pants are great for lying on the couch because they they're comfortable. They <laughs> they're really comfortable pants. You mean I don't have to do yoga in my yoga pants? Sweet, I'll just go to the bank. Dude, yeah. sweatpants. <laughs> sweatpants is a sweatsuit. What are you supposed to do in a sweatsuit? Sweat. What do people most do in a sweatsuit? Chill. Chill. <laughs> and so, like, amazing, yeah. right? So it comes out of, like, some sort of technical sport where they're like, we need to design something to work great for this specific purpose. And then eventually other people realize, like, you know, it actually works pretty good for me just hanging out right. or whatever. These are great shorts to wear at the beach because I don't look like an idiot. They dry fast and, like, stuff doesn't get chafed. <laughs> Stuff. Yeah, stuff, 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 junk. hashtag stuff. <laughs> hashtag junk. I was, I, was, I was looking for a better word than stuff, but couldn't find one. So, I mean, you, have you guys traveled a lot for the industry that you work in? And yes. I know you're married, not sure if you're in a relationship or not, but how does, and, and if you have been, how does that apply to relation, uh, relationships and traveling and industry stuff? How does that work together? Do you find it challenging? Do you have to be with someone that's more of an industry person as well, that travels a lot as well, or? I've never been ever... with an industry person. No. No. And you've never had an issue with traveling, having to do the stuff that you do? I love it. Okay. They're... But with the other person, does the other person love it? <laughs> um, oh, that's a, okay, I'm gonna, you talk, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some thoughts well, there. Well, what's great, no, Chris is an industry guy. Exactly. Like, he travels I, a lot I, as well. I am married to an industry per, industry person, um, and actually, we had our first date, technical date on. We'd known each other for a while, but our first technical date was on a Friday. I headed out to China on a Sunday, and I was gone for two weeks. And I like you. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was kind of like, she like peace me? out. She I like hope you call me when I get back. It was one of those moments, and I'd been doing that for a long time. And I actually think that that is why we connected so well, is because we understand what our careers ask of us and we accept it it's it's never been a question between him and i we travel we're on the road we're on the road at very different times um i got very lucky with my husband chris and him understanding that from day one I, we skyped i remember we like skyped for like three hours one time like when i had a day off in china and i was like right. and then he offered then he offered to pick me up at the airport and i was oh, like oh that's it that's it we're I'm good get, i'm getting married escape accounts um but i i i have to say that uh before that yeah it was a real struggle it was a real struggle it was it was just mistrust and not understanding right. and like your hours are different, and I'm sorry I can't Skype with you when it's three o'clock morning. Or reply time. to you right exactly. away. Exactly. Like, like, sending me a message. Like, I'm, I'm kind of busy. I'm, exactly. I'm yeah. It yeah. did. It definitely caused a lot of problems um, in my previous uh, dating experiences, and it took a really rad person to be like, I get it, and he gets it, and I get it. Like I'm not gonna see him for ten days coming up, but we'll That's awesome. we'll catch up. Right. <laughs> we always meet up in the end. Right. So yeah. Right. For I me, I got cool. lucky. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. saw, like, I made a decision not to date industry people because of what I saw. Yeah, I tried that. While I was traveling. And he swooped in. 
<laughs> well, no, I mean, they're great. Got me. It's because you were cool with her leaving China right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. That's what worked out. No, there are great, great men in this industry. Um, then there's great guys everywhere. I just have to say, when I started in this industry, what I saw traveling was not necessarily what I would want my partner to be doing. Right. And 100%. I, right? One. Hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Like there's too much eating at Flingers and stuff. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There was. Mm-hmm. You that's, know. There that's was what it was. Yeah. All you or could it could have been. I'm the like, how do I talk about this flare. politically? Yeah. I'm not really sure how I to like. Just, there was just behavior that was uh, absolutely unacceptable in. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't want that in a partner. No. Right. Yeah. And. Now, not necessarily saying that that's industry wide. It's not necessarily no, saying that no, not at all. No, but, at all. but it's there. Right. Find their solace in different ways. Right. Yeah, I think I think if we were in a different industry, we would say see the same thing. Right. I don't think this is like specific to us. No, it's not. I, I just happened in my first job in the industry to see that. Yes, right. and 100%. I at that time kind of equated it with the industry because right. yeah. before that I hadn't had a. I wasn't in a career. I'd had jobs, but that was my first career. And I was like, oh, before I was just clocking in, clocking out. Now we're going on trips and I'm seeing stuff. Right. And, and so it just kind of like they went hand in hand. But it's not. It's not everybody. And it's not. It was just, yeah. you know, just yeah. people are people. <laughs> people are people at the end of the day. But are, are you guys action sport people? Like, do you surf? Do you skate? Do you snowboard? Um, I used to surf. I don't surf that often anymore because I'm now a homeowner and I work on my house. <laughs> I mean, when you buy a house, buy a house they pay. said. It'll be easy, they said. You know, it's like one of those You'll moments. be smiling all the time, they said. Yeah. Looks really fun on house hunters, though. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> when I am... last thing, you're like, yeah, yeah you got right? totally redo all my friends I over, can redo like, that for nothing. Pinterest Lies. fail, Pinterest fail. Pinterest fail. Oh. Um... But I, I still feel that um, maybe I'm not out in the water, but I still, that's my connection. Right. When I'm having a stressful day, the, uh, like just going and running on the beach or laying on the beach and reading a book and just hearing that noise and being that connection to the water, being able to just jump in the water, like there's nothing that I, I can, that, that is my happy space, like just being there. And the that's pre- why, and I, and I love to camp and I love to, you know, travel and I love to be outside and that's again going back to what I was saying is like just because someone doesn't do exactly what you do if they have that appreciation of that experience and that feeling and being out there then that's we need to support them Absolutely. because they're on our team at right. the end of the day they're on our team yeah yeah so and my answer is no <laughs> <laughs> so I mean where I'm getting out with a lot of that is that you guys are working for a company that's in the action sports and so I wonder, how does the influence of either being uh, an action sports person or not being one affect your job? Does it? I mean, does it like, do you find inspiration influences through other things that help your job that in turn helps the industry versus if somebody was just solely an industry person and they're like, okay, this is what I know and this is how that influences me? That's an interesting question. That is a good, that's a glad you guys know what he's asking because I have no idea. Really thought-provoking. I, I, th- I think it can go both ways. I think if you have a person who's passionate, they're going to bring that passion. And I think that if you have someone who's overly passionate and is like, you know, we only do a certain thing, right. we mm. stick to this level, and no one else is welcome. 
you limit it. You're kook too, then. Right. Like right. you are. I'm I sorry. Agree. Like we should be inviting. We should be trying to get people to experience what we feel. We should. We should do that. Yeah. I don't so know what the I, I really was, feel like, I like that answer. Yeah. I, I just feel like it can really go both ways. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I like what. I mean, we should be influenced, and I think as a designer, I don't always know what I'm influenced by. It comes in and yeah. then gets processed and then comes out. And I don't always know until sometimes that it's come out where that spark came from. And I, I short answered no, but I have to say that I, I'm from Huntington. I grew up in Huntington. Um, we went to the beach every weekend. And it's weird to me because I am not active. I am not a physical human being. Um, but this industry is home to me. This feels normal. I don't know how to explain it other than... Well, you yeah. grew up in Surf City. I grew um, up in yeah. Surf City. That's, that's, that's like, I, mean, so, I mean, Hollister had it on their TV. Yeah, so it's weird that I don't necessarily know or do any of that, but to not be in this industry, I think, would feel incredibly uncomfortable to me. Like, being around surfers and skaters is what is... This is Whoa. the part that I think is like the craziest to me, is that that is the most prevalent in, yeah. in, in the world around us. Is There's way more people like you than there is like freakazoids like me who have like started weather charts and like, totally. you know. Totally, but yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a freak on my own. I can tell you everything about every single swimsuit in this store. I can tell you what it's made of. I can tell you how it was sewn. I can tell you what it's good for, what maybe it's not great for, what kind of activities you can do it. Like, I'm a freakazoid too. That's cool then. About there's, that. Like, there's like all these different layers to the what makes your culture, and like maybe you don't think about. Actually, uh, Caleb and I were just talking about a pair of trunks on the on the rack over there, and it's the only one with this fabric. This kind of like uh, it's like waffle, and you can almost see through it. Mm. Oh, it's like a ripstop. Like rip I think stop. it might be yeah. one of the coconut upcycles. Oh, oh, okay. And that's cool. They're super stretchy, and I was like, oh, this is like a whole different. And I was like, wait, we're like. Talking about fabric. What the frick's going on here? You know? And then we moved around. Well, I mean, that's an interesting thing with a lot of companies and surf brands that uh, have made board shorts. There's that upcycling, whether it's from coconuts or from recycled plastic bottles and stuff that they've... As it should they've, be. Right. They've used other resources to be able to kind of make it happen, and it still feels fine. Yeah. And it still has stretch. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty epic how they put that together. Yeah. Well, you yeah. guys know, like, are surf brands on the forefront of doing that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Because we... We're in the ocean. I mean, that's, isn't that what, you know, we touch it, we're in it if, all. If we want to keep selling products to the surf industry, we need to protect our oceans. Yeah. We need to figure this out. Well, there's, there's an interesting I mean, point. that's yeah. just bottom line. And, and that, that's just the way it is. And everyone needs to get on board with that. There's no argument to that. If this industry wants to continue, we have to keep supporting a healthy ocean. Absolutely. And we've got to figure out sustainability and taking care of it and recycling and all that. It's so just is there a shit ton of greenwashing going on in the industry now? Or is like some of it true, some of it not true? Is it goodwilled? Is it what do we talk to overseas about this? I, I, I feel <laughs> okay, I feel I that for that's... the most part it, it it's not greenwash. I really do feel strongly yeah. about what I've seen. And I do I would say a, a big misconception is people think that we're leading it and like oh talk to overseas. China is doing so much for the environment and because they have to because they have to and because right. their government can go in and shut down factories different than our country can they do it 
they shut down because of air pollution and they shut down uh, wet screen printing plants. So kind of one of the big things that's happening is a lot of wet screeners. So probably a lot of product in this store is wet screened. Can we explain what wet screening is for those of us that don't know? I would love to explain wet screening to you. This is her moment. This is where I step aside <laughs> and uh, let Marina take over. Wet screening is when you cut a metal screen. I mean, you guys all know you did it in your garages, yeah, right? Yeah. Everybody did. So you right. cut a metal screen. So screen printing on t-shirts, it's the same concept, except it's the entire screen is artwork and you're mixing pigment with water. And then you are literally pressing the ink onto the fabric. And what's happening, uh, that pigment that you've mixed with water, where is that gonna go? It might go down the drain and then the drain might end up in the ocean, but really you're probably gonna take it outside the factory and you're gonna kick it into the street and then it's gonna rush into the river, the ocean, whatever near right. water supply. That's why the yellow river's not yellow anymore. Yeah, exactly. No, so it's actually a dam. They had, they they had a up, joke but. in China that was, um, we always know we always know what the big color's gonna be next year because that's what color our rivers are. <laughs> I love the Chinese for shit like that. They're yes. like, they're just so matter of fact, yeah. like, you guys fucked it up, but we know what color it is. So yeah. we got that. This is, like, yeah, this is real. Are, this is real. Oh. It's on trend. Yeah, so it's it's so wasteful. So you're you're creating a metal screen, you're creating waste from the pigment in the water, then you're washing that screen off so that's more water waste. And China is starting to shut down these plants that do this screen printing because it's so wasteful and it's so harmful to the environment. And they have the authority to do it. They're like, bye, you know, so sorry, you've had a good run, but either go digital, which is what they're telling their people to do, or they're shutting them down. And digital is literally like the printer that's on your desktop. Yep. It's, a, it's that for fabric. Fabric goes through the printer and the inks go directly onto the fabric and then it comes out the other side. No screen print, no water waste, They're, you're done. So yeah, China's on the forefront of this. I mean, so now China might become the, you know, if things are made in China, be like, sweet, thank you. It, Yes, I'm so glad you. Sorry, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get real passionate for a second. Let's do it. Take it, girl. But Take I'm it. glad you said that because yes, made in China is not a bad thing. China has huge regulations, not just on the environment, but also on social concerns like um, working conditions. They care. Made in China is not a bad thing. And I, I think um, a good thing just to kind of take it back to the shop and the consumer is knowing this. Right. Yes. So that when you're I really didn't know a lot when of that, that we're in that transition. If your oh, consumer yes. yeah. complains about a swimsuit, a pair of board shorts costing more than it did last season, well you know what? You're getting quality. You're getting better quality and you're saving the environment. Is that worth five bucks more? It should be. It should be. So I think that this is like all education again that we need to know about Absolutely. so that we can keep this momentum and keep it going. Absolutely. And it's stuff that people really don't know mm -mm. behind the scenes of what's going on and oh, they just have to have an idea. <laughs> I love, so part of the travel I get to do for work, so I have two travels. I have development travel where I go to China four times a year. And then this other travel that I do where they send me to different states and we have an event where we invite all the shops that carry our product to come out for the night. And maybe it's bowling, maybe it's paintball. And I put on this super nerdy information talk and then we like buy you some beers and take you paintball 
Can we come? Can, can you do the speech? Our email address is Chris at Fershaw. No, no, the one about how Africa won't take our secondhand goods anymore. Oh, yes. This okay. is my favorite one of all time. Oh, the, the, like the Super Bowl shirts? No. Oh, so this is, um, so I do it. I do a talk at these clinics. We're just gonna have to say goodbye after this. And <laughs> yes. I, think I that do. Works out. I have two. Yes. Yes. I have two topics for my swim clinics. The first one is sustainability, and the second one is body positivity. And I always ask them, like, does anybody know why sustainability matters? Does it touch them? And sometimes people are like, yes, absolutely. Like we're surfers, we're in the ocean. Sometimes people's like, no, I don't really know how sustainability touches me. Or they're like, I don't want anyone touching me. <laughs> just kidding. Fair oh. enough. Me too. <laughs> um, for, the, for the audio listeners, that was a hashtag, me too. Yeah. So I so tell good. people, I said, well, there's some interesting things on it that not everybody knows about how it's going to start affecting us more. Um, one is a true story from a few months ago. Um, do you guys know where our secondhand clothes go? When you drop something off, like a, you know, at a Goodwill or a Salvation Here? Army. Haiti. Conchita in Panama? No. Our secondhand clothes go to Africa. Most of them? All of them. Uh, pallets and pallets and shiploads. Is this after the outlets? <laughs> this is after the outlets. Because I would after, always wonder, I'm like, oh, where after, do they go after outlets? It's because after it, you got it at Christmas when your mom bought it at the outlet. Right. Yes. Then you get rid of it to the Goodwill. Right. Then it goes. Because That's why I was talking about the Super Bowl. Right. Because they print both t-shirts for the Super Bowl teams. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so that yes. is a very good example. Yes. yes. So yeah. like, but we're talking about stuff that people that don't win. Like, but stuff that we've worn and we're no longer wearing. Yes. And you're like, oh, no, the Bills won. Because <laughs> we turn over more clothes than we can resell. So the Goodwill picks through it. The Salvation Army picks through it. The outlets that sell you Levi's for 60 bucks, they pick through it. And then the rest is literally shiploads is sent to Africa. And a few months ago, a correlation of African countries got together and they held a pre press conference. And the president of Uganda got up there. What was he wearing? In his Ed Hardy hat. Von Dutch pants. <laughs> his, uh, no, his true religion. Christian religion and, his his religion and his Christian auditor shoes. And his Christian like, auditor oh. shoes. And he said, no I'm more. Out, I'm going. No more. I got bottle service at 11 tonight. Yeah. Who's coming with me? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This joke might not play <laughs> like over as well in Miami, actually. Right. Like, like, yeah, yeah, you're like, what's yeah, actually, live? oh, that just bombed. You're like, hey, 2010, what's up? Anyways, he's wearing secondhand clothing. He's wearing secondhand clothing. what we were getting at. You're right. That didn't go over as well. I know. So that's bad. And um, <laughs> I agree. I will co sign that. Yes. Um, the African countries said no more. They have outlawed our secondhand clothing. So what happens? We will be stuck with it. What do we do with it? What do we do with it? It comes here, apparently. Yeah. We've been outsourcing. Send all your already here. Yeah. We've been outsourcing our sustainability. Um, also, water bottles. So, like you mentioned, there's board shorts made out of recycled you know, plastic bottles, which is great. Most of our recycling, do you think we pick through that? Do you think, no. do you think Americans are no. picking through our recycling? Absolutely not. They're just going straight to trash. It's going to China. It's going to China. It goes to China. Oh. But not anymore. They, they, out, take it. they outlawed it. Thanks, they, Trump. They literally Pretty don't good. want American recycling anymore. And so it's going to be a bigger issue than it is today. Yeah. Because we will not be able to outsource it anymore. What are your solutions? Staten Island. Honestly, like, where where do you see Sorry, a solution like that? Happen? That was the that was opportunity. Because right with every problem, on Staten Island. Easily. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, there's a lot. Do you do patent pending at this point? Like, no, whatever no, no. She this says, isn't like, patent. No, patent, 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 patent. Well, patent, I mean, if she wants to patent pen that shit, she can do it. She's she's got the terminology now. Well, thank I mean, you, Chris. Yeah. Hashtag. I mean, it's not it's not pat, I'm not patent pending, but there are companies out there that are doing something. So um, the swimwear swimwear line that I designed for Volcom, hashtag Volcom Sustainable Swimwear. Um, it works with a company that makes fabric out of recycled fishing nets. Oh, that's... Yeah. There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot. Yes. So these fishing nets, these what they call ghost nets, they get left out there. When the fishermen are done with yeah. them and they're not useful anymore, they just cut them and let them... That's so lame. They don't even bring them back. Yeah, it's so lame. And so this company goes out and collects these fishing nets. And they use other things too, like carpet um, shavings. So like when they make carpet to level it off, they cut it, and so there's little bits left. They do. They should have just left it shagged. But now they have all these carpets trimmed down. Well, when has it been ten years since shag carpeting? Maybe that's. It 20, might be. It might be 30. coming back. Okay, it might be shag coming back. Shag baby. But um, sixty. Sixty percent of the Volcom swimwear line is made from the fabric using recycled fishing nets. Wow. Yeah. Good for you, Volcom. It's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. It's awesome. That's awesome, Volcom. Yeah. So and, and and a lot of brands are doing it. Yeah, and that's that's one of the solutions is, and I think that's you know up to the brands is to get that story out there. Yeah. So the consumer knows, and the consumer again going back to buying quality, spending yeah. a little bit more on Frankly, something that's, that's going to last they're you. If they don't do it exactly like something buy something for a little bit more that's going to last you a whole hell of a lot longer, and you can be proud of it. Yeah, that's but it all comes down to the education. Yes. Right. You have to brand from us learning, from us teaching the sales, to the sales teaching the stores, to the right. stores teaching the right. consumer. Yeah. I think that's that imperative part where the, the line might sometimes is lost between the company versus the store is understanding the complete education. Like, yeah, you guys, we get stuff and printouts and stuff like that, but a lot, honestly, a lot of times I just kind of breeze through it. Totally. And the, and you? Because there's no. If you're breezing through I know. it, I mean, <laughs> I know. Because this is like I the know, biggest Because it's like you hear blah, 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 and you, you, kind of, you kind of repeat it for the most part. But sometimes there's no complete follow through in it. Right. There's no real push into it. And I think as we move forward into this whole process, as things like that kind of develop, we all start to own a little bit more of That's that it. process and that procedure. Absolutely. And we all realize that our, every decision we make, every dollar we spend can make a difference. Yep. Yes. It is making a difference. Yes. Yes. It, is, yes. yes. it is. You, I mean, what do they say? You vote with your wallet. Right. You one, yes, absolutely. 100%. You are telling yourself and the rest of the world what is important by what you're spending money on. And that's like an awesome, awesome thing about capitalism. Capitalism is not a bad thing. It's awesome, and we can do it by, like you're saying, yeah. just like buy from cool places that you want to support. Buy the brands that you think are doing the right thing, and try not to support the ones out of convenience that kind of suck. Right. Totally. Con yeah. Convenience is one of those things that just kind of get you. Convenience is, is it, it does have a price tag. Right. It really does have a price tag, and you don't realize it. It's a long-term price tag. It is. It is. It's a long-term. Getting it right now doesn't solve food, the problem. Food, I think, is like the, the greatest way to look at that. You're like, you can get really good food really fast. But don't get me started hard. on food. Really hard <laughs> to find that. You know, most often you get really fast food. It sucks. Yeah. It's not good for you. No, right. no. And anything, you and know, feel horrible about it afterwards. Right. Yes. The and totally, and totally like, side ah. note, have you ever no I've started noticing this when I'm in that rush and I get fast food and I eat it, that wasn't even an enjoyable experience. Right. No. It's like, terrible. I ate in my car. I was right. listening to talk radio. Right. Right. 
I'm pissed about something, clearly, if I'm eating fast food. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's not a good experience whatsoever. As compared to, like, going to an amazing restaurant, having great conversation, a great... Or even a half-good restaurant with a half-decent waitress. Exactly. Thanks thanks for the 50-cent cup of coffee with a refill. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's such a a, a better experience. Like, coming to a shop like this, like, I want to buy a bunch of stuff. Because it's rad. open back up. (laughs) (laughs) They're <laughs> <laughs> still open. Sorry, uh, I think your husband's name is Chris. Yes. So sorry, Chris. Apparently, the bank account's going to be drawn. <laughs> I got my own account. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Get it, girl. There you go, Chris. I won't take it out of the joint account. <laughs> Hashtag That's joint account. <laughs> Hashtag bills. Hashtag I'm sorry. Hashtag I love you. Hashtag adulting. Uh, That's so interesting. Uh, I, I'm so excited that you guys were able to kind of come in. This make was this so happen. fun. This was amazing. I, yeah. You know, I told you guys it was kind of casual. And, this was. And hopefully we delivered on that. Yeah. That's kind of what's is allowed a, the for first us. time we've been by coastal. Oh. I did that in right. college and it didn't work out so well. <laughs> <laughs> this is South Beach, so. You know. So uh, she'll be on tomorrow night, guys. Live. Come to uh, Marina. We do, we do Stand up. Tip, we, your, tip your waiters. Yeah, we do yeah. have thank you serving after dark. That's Make sure you other, wear your true religion jeans. Yeah. We're going to have like an the army tavern. of true religion jeans. Just like, why are we talking shit on us? Oh, my God. Yes. Bond Dutch just done. like. Put, Hashtag haters. We're still relevant. <laughs> Hashtag no, you're not. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, Actually, Jingo's going to come back soon. Everything comes back. Everything comes back. Everything's coming. The coming. It's about the time. It's been 10 years at least. The big wide one. Ones that yes. like, all the ravers wore. Yeah. They were like the really big wide legs that you hid midgets under. It was like, that oh was my god. The, I don't know like, what you were doing in the nineties. I want to hear more about <laughs> it. Right. Next uh, week were on, uh... I'm gonna get the small thing <laughs> out of here. Guys, uh, uh, let's end the so show. Yeah, right. we, had, we had a good show. We did a good show. We had a good show. All right, so today is I don't even know. 13th. Friday, July, Friday, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th. Impressive, <laughs> uh, episode 25. We're at podcast now, so check us out on I, uh, Apple Podcasts, Apple uh, Google stuffs. All the things. Podcast that, app. All the stuff that you can find with the audio. Uh, look for Thank You Serving. And, uh, and if you're listening on the podcast, we're also on YouTube if you want to see it. Oh, yeah. If you want to visually see us. Which you, is, you, if you don't want to just see into our hearts, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or our passions, find us on YouTube. Ladies, thanks for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, that was guys. so much fun. Thank you. Adios. Catch you next time. Thank Woo! you, surfing. Always. Thank you, surfing.